where you link to the thing, but I didn't call it out because um, I'm like, again, in the grand scheme of things, way other priorities that matter more. <laughs> oh my gosh. I spelt your name wrong. My own friend. I, I don't know. Wait, did I really? Oh my God. I cannot believe I did that to you. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, you know, well, you know how sensitive I am to that being, you know, my name always gets like butchered all the time. So, well, yeah. Hey, are you ready for this girl? Yeah. Cause I think we're live already. <laughs> we, we are. Yeah. <laughs> and that is my tagline to get in to start the mic is listening. So let's do this. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Mike is Listening. This is Sia. And well, what as always, I always have these wonderful great starts to things. And uh, well, how should I put it? I misspelled my own guest name. So I'm in the process of redoing her overlay right now because I, I messed up badly. But on that note, she shouldn't be surprised about it because it's my very good friend, dear friend, and announcing co-host of the CISO Diaries, Miss beautiful Leah McLean. You're too, too kind. <laughs> no, thank you, Sia. It's fun to be here with you this morning. And funny though, I know we were talking about that and I saw the uh, misspelling. It was of my last name. Um, I always do that too. I don't understand what I screw up on. I'm sorry. But I think it kind of goes into relating to probably what some of what we'll talk about today uh, in terms of priorities. And when you look at, you know, from a, being within cybersecurity and in a job role, everything that will come into you that day or that you'll notice and realizing what is really a priority and what has to get done now versus what can wait and you just don't need to worry about it or mention it because is it really that big of an impact? No. <laughs> no. And, it, and, I, and I appreciate you for that because seriously, like I totally really screwed up here on this and I'm like trying to feverishly fix it while I'm talking to you. And, um, but you and I had a little lively debate about this. So, okay. So, I mean, let's talk about this because it is a challenge, I think, for all of us professionally, right? When we are in a rush, we have our own responsibilities and there are things that people are throwing at you constantly saying, hey, this needs to get resolved or whatever. So, you know, was this a new thing for you or in your more recent roles that you have where you just had that light bulb moment where you're like, I can't stress over everything? A little bit of both. Um, so it was it was funny this morning before 8 a.m., which I needed a good chuckle because of the how the morning just started and going into things and very serious issues, right? Um, it, I got a text from a friend, and we both have marketing backgrounds. Um, and, and, you know, this is actually a big deal within marketing where she mentioned that one of the LinkedIn groups that I co-manage um, there was a post with an article that was behind a paywall, so she flagged it. And, you know, if I were a few, what, five so, so years ago in marketing, that would have been a big deal. And I would have been having to raise up the flagpole to whoever was responsible for social media at that company to go fix that. Um, but when I saw that text come in this morning and given where I'm at today, I thought to myself, in the 
20 other things I have to get done between now and Friday, what things am I going to worry about? What am I going to try to fix? And where am I going to prioritize? And that's what we just have to do. And I mean, that is the job of, you know, a CISO in cybersecurity or uh, a leader within security. I mean, you just, you can't get it all done in a day or do it well if you worry about the little things. And and I think, I think there's that saying like, right, don't sweat the small stuff, right? Yeah. But sometimes yeah. you really have to. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's when you say sweat the small stuff, it is sweat the small stuff that lead into the bigger stuff. If it's just pebbles for the sake of being pebbles, then no. But if it's going to be like sand, that's going to start forming together into a big old ball of clay, sand, granite action, then you have to pay attention to it. Well, my geology uh, <laughs> studies in sixth grade is really trying to come out here a little bit. <laughs> you give the best analogies though. It's exactly right. <laughs> well, I'm a visual, right? So like for me, like when I do my analogies, it has a hundred percent to do with the fact that I'm trying to, you know, uh, comp like process what I'm like thinking in my head. But so speaking of processing things in our head, dear, you're on here because you are officially, congratulations, a podcaster as of this week. <laughs> well, thanks to you. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I just will say I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful to have you not just as my friend, but as a mentor to the podcasting world. Um, you've taught me so many things. And I think, uh, you know, there's more that I need to learn around all of it. But yes, I'm super excited to be co-hosting with you the CISO Diaries podcast that we just launched yesterday. Was it just yesterday? Um, we launched on Mondays. Well, we, we announced on Monday, but we're actually posting our episodes on Thursday. So there will be another episode coming out tomorrow. But yeah, we kicked it off with Mary Cheney. Oh my gosh, I love yeah. her. Yes, she is a badass. And uh, yeah, well, everyone tune in and listen because uh, her journey is quite spectacular. Well, so let's talk about Mary Cheney a little bit, if you don't mind, because you know what? Why not? Because she is a B-A-D-A-S-S. -S. She's here in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Look, you couldn't come up with like a better story to kick off the CISO Diaries. Okay, she has had a CISO. She is a CISO director of, uh, you know, information security, but her roots, she came from the FBI. Like, yeah. FBI what? FBI. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, we need to talk girl, you know, and she was so gracious. Um, and just, okay, look, when, whenever you think of like, you know, government uh, individuals, I always think of the G man, right? You think of man in black, the men in black, right? <laughs> men and women in black, right? Yeah. Uh, and she's laughing and like, she's just so cool. And I was just thinking like, come on, tell me more stories. But uh, she wouldn't bite on some, but she did share some others. She did. And we'll give one other little tidbit and then just let's have everyone just go listen to the rest. Right. Because she tells it better that her own story, I think, um, does it justice to hear it from her. And I think it speaks to the how our perspective and drive within us and, and how we take things. Right. And where we make and where we turn that into leading us down a path for good. So, for example, um, she shared with us that she had gotten, I think, one bad grade within um, a law class. Right. And I think the professor had told her, and again, if I mess this up, that's why you all got to listen to get the facts. <laughs> Keep us honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she, and because of that, she, she said, 
and I think the professor may have said, yeah, you may not be going into a career in law. And so she basically turned that around to say, well, I'll show them. And anyone who tells me I can't, I will do it. And she goes on, gets her law degree, has her own law practice now, um, as you will all find out when you hear from her, <laughs> and has just gone, gone to do amazing things. And now is also running a nonprofit called Minorities in Cybersecurity to basically help minorities and women get into uh, the, the career in cyber. So, you know, I think that's where if I'm told no, and I, or not no, but, oh, you can't do it and you won't make it. And I've had, I've been told that a lot going mm. in my career shifts and changes. Well, I thought, and nobody, but any individual knows themselves better than themselves, right? So I guess the point is don't let anybody who says you can't do it don't let that stick and don't trust it. If you know you can do it and you're going to work to do it, go prove them wrong and go do it. And use that as, um, use that as ammo and motivation to kickstart whatever it is you need in, in that path that you're going to in life. So this is very much in line with the whole, your, your personal brand itself is right. Your MO is connecting dots and people. And I love that to death because it seems so much more of a bigger vision of your personal brand than look at me, look at me. I mean, I hate to say it like for me right now, it's like, I was looking, thinking about my profile last night. I'm like, well, look at me. I'm a podcaster. Whereas yours is like, I'm here to, to make the world a better place. So thank you on that. But let's talk about this because you, um, you've made the investment in time to join an organization called CFF. And I want to give them a shout out because they are the sponsors of the CISO Diaries. So thank you, Cyber Future Foundation. Girl, can you thank talk you. to me about Cyber Future Foundation? What are they? Sure. Uh, they are a nonprofit organization and they are, um, it's a group of executives and leaders within cybersecurity and other organizations globally in 42 countries. And really the mission of the group working with the members and the community is to focus on at least five initiatives, the, the big ones within cyber, the challenges that we have, um, cyber warfare, workforce development, talent and training, um, et cetera, and make uh, action oriented plans to achieving small incremental changes uh, leading to solving those bigger problems. So. It, it's pretty impactful. It's pretty important. And they, they do, they collaborate and partner with a number of people and organizations who are like-minded because they also realize that to solve in those very, very big areas, you need to do that with um, quite a few people and companies and you can't do it alone. So I commend all the work that they do. And I've never been happier to, and honored to be a part of such an organization where I mean, I, we think about our challenges in, in our daily life and not to minimize it, but wow. And then you look at the big, big problems and just to be part of trying to solve towards that, it is, it gives, I, at least for me, it gives me a good purpose in life that I've never had before as much in my career. And, and I'm just grateful to be here. Oh, that's so awesome. And you know, it's so funny. You say that you didn't think you had that purpose. I think you always had it in you. I think this helped you hone it in a little bit more, you know what I mean? To help you like, I don't want to say focus it in, but it almost gives you that, like that, that, that instead of an elusive goal, it's more of like a pinpointed goal, I guess. I'm trying yeah. to like, I'm doing a vanishing point and like, if anyone's like listening to this online, um, 
I'm doing a vanishing point with my fingers, which is really kind of funny, but um, arms. it's very visual. Yes. I, I well, I, I, I'm a gesticulator. Okay. <laughs> People, I just like to gesticulate. So, you know, so Leah, I mean, you and I were friends and we get along extraordinarily well and almost too good at times. It's like bickering, but like so, sisters, by the way, and I've never had a sister. I've always wanted one. So I'd, I'd say through my cousins in Pennsylvania and this woman girl here, I, I <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of which, we do have to, uh, again, I'll say it, John McGuire. Uh, I think he's over yep. at Citrix right now, um, mm -hmm. but he used to be my boss back at Hewlett Packard days. And you worked with him over at what, A10? A10 Networks, yep. Yeah, yep. he was our common connection that brought us together and introduced us. Boy, was he a silly Billy doing that, man. Woo yeah. It's like it's like creating the those like the pellets to start a storm. Like I think he just started a tornado of us. But um, <laughs> so okay, let's talk about the CISO diaries real quick yep. here because I I do want to uh, make sure everyone understands how awesome and glorious this graphic is here. <laughs> hey, uh, entrepreneurial work at its best, right? <laughs> Learning the traits of uh, all kinds of uh, platforms and, and software, Adobe, Canva, you name it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, yeah, work <laughs> so like, okay, so let's talk about the purpose of the CISO diaries, because it, it is not about us, although right now I'm making it about us, because that's what the mic is listening is about, because they can listen to the podcast to listen to the amazing CISOs. But let's talk about the amazing Leah. So, you know, your background it has evolved. You have an extraordinarily pa exciting path that I think gives hope to future generations who are just getting out of college, for example, who are looking to break into cybersecurity. There isn't one dedicated path, right? Like it's not like being a doctor or a lawyer where you have to get your studies, you have to pass these exams specifically in this fashion, right? You, you don't do college, residency, all that internship, residency, then you become a doctor. Help me understand how your path evolved. Yeah, funny. I don't know if I see it as exciting. Um, I maybe look in hindsight, I, I will see more of that. Um, it's been a lot of hard work. It's been challenging at times. And it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it's been, well, you learn a lot. I've learned a lot. And I've had great support and mentors along the way that I, I do want to thank to all of those out there because without many of them, I wouldn't be here today. Um, it, but it is, it takes, you got to put the work into it. Um, so I've evolved from, I started my career, I've always been in tech. Uh, I think I, when did I start? It was at a semiconductor company and telecom networkings through Cisco, which is where then I landed in cybersecurity. But I started, I was marketing PR and comms. That was where I began. And then over time, I realized um, that connecting dots and people was an area that I loved and I was told I was good at because I was able to see kind of the bigger picture and look at people and companies and technologies and say, well, what if you connected these people and or brought in these companies? And I, I was able to see what everyone offers and where are the gaps and where they could plug in to make a bigger, better solution, I guess, if you will. So I went into partnerships and I've been in partnerships um, for the last few years. And then now I'm uh, running cybersecurity programs and working with a lot of um, a lot of folks, including CISOs and other leaders within within the industry, um, which kind of was a lot of the why behind what when we started talking about creating the CISO Diaries podcast, why I was passionate to do it and how our focus came to be with 
the crux behind the show. Um, for me personally, I, I always had opportunities where and had to work a lot with direct customers who were CISOs, but I didn't always get to hear from them directly. I was hearing from them uh, secondhand, either through a partner or a salesperson or other. And I thought to myself, is everything I'm hearing really what the CISO is thinking? Is it really what they need? And I started challenging, I think, not just what I was hearing, but also myself to take that next step and just go out and meet them and talk to them personally. So the last three years, I, you know, LinkedIn, when we could go to in-person events, I would find them and I would stop them and say, I'd like to just introduce myself and figure out um, the reality behind your job, what you think, what you need, um, everything else, because I want the truth, the brutal truths. And so that led me even further down to, I think, where I got today and wanting to work more closely with them. And by listening very actively and understanding them directly um, has helped, I think, me and everyone I work with to figure out how do we better accommodate them? How do we better service them and give them what they need, not what we think they need? And that is so hard, right? Because yeah. you think you think you know, and that's like probably like like error number one from the jump, right? Like that's like the first cliff, if you will, that you're jumping off of. So we, I got a question here coming in from Eddie Royale. So Eddie, thank you so much for your question. He is asking um, in regards to CFF. Um, he is uh, military. So thank you for your service, sir. Um, yes, thank you, especially right now. I, I know. Um, uh, his, his group is part of the military organization uh, at Fort Gordon base and newly university that is there. Um, also yep. West Point. So he's like asking, are you part of those military organizations? Are you guys interacting with those individuals? Oh my gosh. No. And oh, thank you for that question. Um, it, coincidentally, yes, we're working very, very closely actually with the Georgia Cyber Center in Augusta, Georgia, who is very connected and tied to Fort Gordon um, and in partnership that we're establishing. And we will actually be hosting our summit um, hybrid. We'll have the virtual and on-site um, at Augusta, Georgia, where Fort Gordon will be a part of that. So yes, we do work with them. Um, they're a great group of folks and we know their mission and to help train and, and place um, veterans. So yes, we are, we're actively involved in that and trying to do a lot more. Um, would love to talk further. If you're interested, find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Eddie, if we see you tonight, maybe uh, we can connive, uh, convince uh, Leah to join us tonight as well at the Global Leaders Organization Shindig chapter meeting. So you guys can meet in person. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Leah's like, oh, I have to make time now. No. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> okay. Um, we are in, we are, the purpose of the CISO diaries is to, again, highlight the people behind all those headliners, right? Like, mm -hmm. so when you're thinking about all those things, like, because society at large doesn't understand security, right? They, they, they think it's a, uh, they think it's a hindrance, right? They think it's like a gatekeeper type thing, right? And, and quite frankly, just not aware, they don't have enough education, right? Or, yeah, yeah, the need for security, and, right? And, yeah. And, and so help me understand this because I have my own perspective on this and I'd love to hear it from you. Um, are all CISO leaders created equal? No. Um, and some of, okay, so I'll share my perspective sprinkled in with facts. <laughs> um, so if we look at the CISO role in general, right? 
And let's dive in. There's a bit of a cornucopia of CISO titles. And so I'll break that down. We've got the CISO them, role themselves who have um, really been coming more into prominence in the last few years. Um, I think even when I look back, it's got to be six years now when I was at Cisco going, um, went into cybersecurity from there. Um, there would be times at customers where it was only the networking IT team, but we were making security decisions. And I kept thinking to myself, where's the security team? And some of those organizations did not even have a CISO at the time. So we think about how all that's evolved. So that CISO, right? And I'm going to read some definitions here um, to keep it factual from at least what I found online. So I'm not just saying something to say it, but it's a senior level executive responsible for developing and implementing an information security program that includes procedures, policies designed to protect communication systems, assets, both internal and external threats. Well, there's a lot more to a CISO's role than just that, right? They have to look at staffing their team, skilling them, training them, reporting, whether it's direct to the CIO or directly to the board, the ethics that go into it. Um, that internal and external focus, being a um, advocate outside uh, you know, working and it being interviewed on podcasts and et cetera to um, evangelize why security is important, contributions that they do on their own to the community, the boards that they serve on. Then you have what has been called the BCSO, right? Which is that senior cyber leader position that's intended to bridge the gap between security and business interest. Then you have the virtual chief information security officer. And the VCSO is a security practitioner who uses the culmination of their years of cybersecurity and industry experience to help organizations develop and manage the implementation of that organization's security program. Then you have field CISOs. So they focus on thought leadership, executive relationships, and pipeline impact. So if you think about all those definitions, that's great and all, but I think the important thing to keep in mind, and again, why hearing from CISOs themselves can help um, give more of the realities behind this and not just CISOs, but those who are in leadership positions at a company, maybe that company does not have a CISO and they can be groomed to go into that role there or the, their next job will be a CISO. So I will say we don't interview just CISOs. And that's important because we're ultimately looking for good leaders. And, you know, I think a lot of us see bad leadership out there and we can learn from it. But we are looking for good leaders to talk to, whether you're a CISO or not, and to just help again with giving us the, the realities, sharing your perspective on leadership, what, what it takes, and everything else in between. Because, it, you know, I think it's important as a community that we address and clear some of the FUD that's out there and just put out the facts and make people more aware and understanding of what exactly goes into that role and why is it so freaking hard and the things that you're faced with even from a moral ethical perspective and the integrity and ethics and how important that is in the CISA role, role or leadership role in cybersecurity to be to literally be in that role and say will i risk my job to do the right thing um which i've done that lately so <laughs> more to come on <laughs> where I, who i'll be talking to soon not tied to cff by the way um I yeah think no that, that is you, why we created the podcast though to to bring all of that out into light and let them talk a lot of times i think they're given agendas when they talk and speak to the public we want them to just be themselves and and talk 
Well, I think there's a human element that's often missed out, right? Because the CISO title itself seems somewhat cold, right? Like you are behind a, a wall of sorts, right? Because you are constantly, you know, between the red and blue teams. And when we're talking about red and blue teams, guys, it's for those that are like uh, defense and offense, think of it football terms, right? To, to protect your environment, network, and your data. Um, Maria uh, has a question for you. And I, I can't wait. It's like almost like stump the Leah today. Uh, what? <laughs> what suggestions do you have for us workers on the front lines to communicate with CISOs, uh, recognize threats, training needs, and getting past fears of getting hacked? Oh, that is a phenomenal question. I would say, one, go directly and talk to, to that leader of cybersecurity within your company, whether it's the CIO, CISO, or, or other. Take to them. Um, think about this, though. Always present the, the data that can support what you're bringing to them. And also, if you're identifying gaps, um, come prepared with bringing ideas for a solution. And I think once you can package that up and go to them, just have that honest conversation. I would say they want to hear that. They're probably already trying to figure that out now or need to do that and maybe just need somebody to step up and help. Um, and then, you know, that's the other part of our podcast is we'll talk about the personal lives within um, of these folks because it's very important to understand that we resonate as humans when we also can share a little bit personally, can't just be all work. And, and the last thing we need is anybody to be afraid of their cybersecurity leader or CISO in the organization. Um, and they want, they, they, they encourage all of them that we've talked to have said they want more people to come to them, to ask them questions, to make them aware of things, to get them, give them ideas. So yeah, take that chance and, and do it because you're doing good. I mean, quite frankly, the, the ideas is the cybersecurity team, right? Again, there's one of my favorite TV shows. Again, it's, I just realized, I think it's like 20 years old now, which is so sad. Uh, I think it's closer to 15, but I'll say 15 years, so I don't feel so bad, but it's called The IT Crowd. Love, love, love that show. Actually, I think it's 20 years ago now I think about it, but there is this perception that, you know, IT is in the dungeon. Absolutely not, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that, I think we need to clarify that because, uh, you know, the whole idea of IT in general, right, is, is, is the fact that it's there to be business enablers. That's ultimately what IT operations is, is to enable business for us to all function. Like me for sales, I can go into my, you know, CRM lovingly and input all that wonderful data all the time, but it does serve a purpose. Um, can I ask you this? Do you see a lot of um, friction between IT and security or are you starting to see them actually come together more collaboratively? I see them come together more collaboratively. Um, by far now than I did years ago. But I think the one thing that is um, maybe for all of us to think about and consider is we need to get rid of the um, the blaming and the shaming. The blaming and the shaming is really not doing any good to anybody. And especially when we read about these bigger attacks that then become news headlines, there's pointing fingers, there's blaming and shaming. We don't need that. We're actually not going to get far if we keep doing that. We do need accountability, but we need education and collaboration and teamwork. And those are the, the big things that will help us to hopefully get past having as many hacks and attacks, et cetera. But yeah, the blaming and shame, name shaming, we, we can't do anymore. It has to be more around accountability, support, 
educating awareness and coming together. And if there are people that aren't into that, then maybe they shouldn't be in the roles that they're in. Mm. Do you think there's a conflict between maybe the CIO, CISO at times of who can get the ear of the C-suite? Do you think, think that's where the conflict kind of arises at times at that management level? I think there can be. I've seen it. I've heard it directly from people um, at those levels. And that's where I think it's interesting. And okay, I'll preface it with these are my opinions only. When I look <laughs> at the conversation around should the CISO be a member of the C-suite, right? Or of, of that high level board, which by the way, I am seeing more CISOs appointed to boards, which I think is a great thing. And just quick shout out to the huge, I'm think. advising cloud defense. They hired their first CISO board member months ago. So shout out to those companies who are doing that because that is important. Um, and I think it's great that CISOs take on those type of roles, um, especially where they can really um, further help uh, with all of in all of these areas. But the conflict I think can come and I look at it where, well, if the CIO has come from a background, not security, then we also have to figure out, well, where's the conflict coming from? And is it arising from a insecurity or ego play that they're not trusting enough and letting that those CISOs that they hire that report to them really um, help to drive the security culture of the company and make some of those really important decisions to better support that CIO. So I think it, it's going to be looking at all of those factors, right? Where was the background of that CIO? How much security do they have or know knowledge what, if they've been in it before? Um, the character of the person. Yeah, there, there's, that's, kind of, uh, that's a question. That's a good one, but th there is still that conflict. And I think again, it's back. To, yeah, no, I, we, and we, there's too much more we can di digress into areas of, of this, but yeah, maybe, maybe there's another platform we can use to go digress into. Perhaps it would be called the CISO diaries, Leah. <laughs> Perhaps it would be. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned for more. <laughs> Exactly. Four more. Okay. So uh, I, these are always so fast and quick. So time is up already. So how can uh, folks get a hold of you, Leah, if they want to get to know Cyber Future Foundation? Uh, what is it? Cloud Defense, I think that you said was a, a client of yours. Like, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, sure. Uh, please reach out on LinkedIn. You can find me, Leah McLean. The uh, spelling here is correct. I think you see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, please do. Uh, again, you know, it, it takes a village out there and yeah, we, I, I just want to help at the end of the day and collaborate and be part of anything we can all solve together. Oh, I love it. I love it. And so uh, real quick here. So I what I do have some shout outs I'd like to give and make sure that we are on the same page for because, you know, why not? Um, last week's show. Uh, want to give a shout out to the Cyber Warrior podcast crew. So that'd be Hinio Ochoa and uh, Nigel LeBlanc. Thank you so much for your time, gentlemen, from last week and all your support. Um, they are uh, launched. Uh, they just launched their podcast last week, and uh, definitely hit them up on the uh, Map Esports Podcast Network. Full disclosure, we produce it, um, but they're pretty bad ASS guys, and they're doing a lot of good. And Eddie, just a heads up, they too also 
uh, have a huge emphasis on the uh, veteran community. Uh, Nigel is a veteran himself and he's still active duty. So uh, check out Cyber Warrior Podcast. Um, and of course, shout out to uh, Air Gap Networks. They are the sponsor for the band, uh, Ransomware Battleground. And uh, full disclosure, that is yet another project of SIA's. Um, but we do talk about ransomware a little bit more specifically. So it's not so generic to cybersecurity. So that is on the forefront of those that are in it. Uh, coming up this week, as in tomorrow, there is going to be a um, an, a, a, a uh -oh, bright talk um, that Airgap is going to give uh, with Ransomware Battleground on the, uh, I affectionately call the John Deere, oh dear John Deere podcast, which is basically uh, John Deere got hacked by ethical hackers. And I actually spoke to the hackers. So it is a ethical um, um Oh gosh, co-op, I don't want to call it co-op, but collective uh, of Sakura Samurai and amazing guy. Hey, Liam. They can get into John Foundry. So there is an interesting show that you should check out for tomorrow. And then there is um, CISO Diaries. Uh, we know what that is all about because we just talked about it. So on that note, everyone, I do want to say thank you very much for uh, participating. And uh, let's see, poop. Let's all peace out with Leah. Thank you so much with the CISO Diaries. You'll see us soon again, I'm sure, because we will talk all the time. But on that note, let's wrap up the CISO Diaries. Oh, my gosh. Wrap up the Mike is Listening show. Oh, my gosh. I'm losing track of my shows. <laughs>